Okay, guys, welcome back to another episode of the In the Huddle podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Sam Gold. And I'm Chris Fertendo. And we got week 13. It's the week after Thanksgiving, which means that football is getting pretty serious at this point. And uh, Chris, we had, you know, the Lions getting their first win. We had a extremely windy game. We had, I don't know, uh, a couple shootouts, a couple close ones, a couple blowouts. We got, we got a whole variety this week. Yeah, we had a, a little bit of everything. Once again, it was a great week of football and kind of eye-opening how fast the season has – I know I say this all the time, but how fast the season goes. Even with the extra game, the season feels like it's gone by quicker than most seasons, which pretty sad. Fantasy Unless you're a last. Texans fan. Oh, they can't wait for this season to end. But <laughs> you, have, it's an exciting time of the year. Fantasy football playoffs are going to be starting up soon for some people. Some people have their playoffs starting this week. But – it's a whole lot of action going on, Sam. I'm excited to break it down with you. Let's just roll the intro music. You're listening to In the Huddle with Sam Gold and Chris Rotundo. Okay, and we have Thursday night football, Cowboys, Saints. Uh, both these teams also played on Thanksgiving last week, but they face off together 27-17. The Cowboys win this, and a bit of a bounce-back game for the Cowboys. Uh, I didn't think they particularly – I can't say that word right now – particularly looked great in this game. I thought, you know, they handled the Saints pretty well. Uh, they could have looked better in some facets. Uh, you know, Dak didn't have his best night, but he was efficient. Uh, Zeke, you know, once again, his knee was bothering him. So Tony Pollard with the, you know, seven carries, 71 yards, and that, you know, the 50-yard touchdown. That was the main man on the ground uh, on Thursday night. But, Chris, uh, anything else from this game? Maybe uh, about Taysom Hill and his uh, Yeah, <laughs> Taysom Hill, my boy. Uh, he was – the starting quarterback this game and he didn't really do so great through the air with two touchdowns, but he had four interceptions, which basically handed the Cowboys the win when you turn the ball over that many times, but he did get a 101 yards in the ground, which you really expect that from him, but it's going to be interesting this upcoming week to see what happens with hopefully Kamara comes back. I'm pretty sure he should be coming back. We know Mark Ingram got ruled out this week already. I think, um, it's going to be interesting, but yeah, Taysom Hill. Fan, if you're a Saints fan, you're not happy with it, but fantasy-wise, if you started him, you're obviously happy with it. I think he had 20 points on ESPN in most season longs. I know drafting scoring, I want to say he had like 27, something like that. So if you started him in any, any of your leagues, you were pretty happy. But Sam, I don't really have too much to say about that besides. So going- I mean, look, Chris, I think – I know Thursday night was a while ago, but you're missing a huge piece of the story with Taysom Hill, and that oh, is finger, finger or sideways yeah. for half the game. And I think it was his pinky or middle finger. It was one of the Something like I can't that. It's called mallet one. finger, similar yeah, to what Russell uh, Wilson had, but he's not going to miss any time. He has no injury designation. He practiced in fully yesterday as it came out. So I don't know. It's just when I hear something like this, an, an injury to a, to a player – more specifically a quarterback, more specifically an injury to his throwing hand, it really concerns me because 
is it going to affect how he throws? Is he going to be in pain? We don't really know, but it's like a player like Taysom, he can still get it done on the ground. I just really don't know how it's going to affect him through the air, but luckily they have a pretty easy matchup this week against the Jets when I think they should pretty easily roll over them. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, I actually thought Taysom Hill didn't look that bad up until he hurt his finger. And then he, I think he threw three interceptions of the four after that injury. I mean, that's what happens when you slam your hand into a, you know, a 300 pound defender coming full force at you. Um, but the fact that he was able to play through it um, just shows his toughness and how much he wanted to win it for the team. They just ultimately couldn't get it done, couldn't keep up with the Cowboys at the end. Um, and yeah, it definitely affected his throwing. And like you said, we'll see how he does next week against uh, or this upcoming week against the Jets, um, which hopefully it would be an easier uh, out for him. But yeah, ultimately this game is pretty boring. And uh, it was fun to see Taysom Hill out there, but I think a lot of people can agree he's not the long-term guy. Um, and yeah, honestly, just, just keep... a, uh... oh no, what were you gonna say? No, I was just going to say, just keep him, you know, where he's meant to be in a gadget role because he is very dangerous on the ground. I mean, he racked up 100 yards, like you said, on just 11 carries, and he, he's way quicker than anyone thinks. So, honestly, keep him for that reason, but you got to find another QB after that. Yeah, I mean, Taysom Hill, obviously, he's not, like you say, he's not the long-term solution of quarterback in the Saints. They need to find someone that can be there, that can be their future quarterback and hopefully lead them back to the promised land. But Taysom Hill – He's it's like exactly what you said. I'm just going to be repeating what you said. He's the guy who can play quarterback sometimes. He'll play out wide at receiver and he'll he'll troll some fantasy owners and he'll run some balls in. So that's the type of player he is. He can do a little bit of everything if you really want. And he's a fun guy to watch. It's just not someone that a team would want being their starting quarterback, more of just a gadget player, which is yeah, he's he is. just. He's a guy you want on a fourth and two uh, where Kamara isn't playing and you need to get the first down, basically. Yeah, I mean, you can you, you can confuse the hell out of the defense. So say if you have, like, you have, you have Taysom Hill out wide and then you have, say, your other quarterback under center. It's like, what's going to happen? You have two, quote, their position as a quarterback, but what are they going to do? Because they can do a wildcat. They could do really whatever. Yeah, exactly. All right, Chris, uh, we can quickly go through this one. Colts-Texans. I believe this is the second or third time the Texans have been shut out this year. Pretty sad. Uh, Davis Mills had to come in. I mean, that's never a good sign. Tyrod Taylor got hurt. Um, and, yeah, the Colts, exactly what they needed after a tough loss at home against the Bucks. You know, what a great way to bounce back after to play the Texans. So that's definitely something that looks good on the old resume. And, uh, yeah, Jonathan Taylor, another big game. And, uh, Chris, that's all I have to say. Yeah, uh, I really don't even feel like speaking about this game. Texans didn't go down and score once. Colts easily dominated a team that they should have and good win for them, a team they should have won after uh, a hard loss last week against the Bucks, And they have a record above 500 now. Yeah. Seven and six. They're, they're uh, getting closer to the division. There. All right. Lions Vikings, Chris, <laughs> I think I mentioned something about, or maybe not last when we were picking the games that, you know, it always, it might come at a time we don't expect. We- we knew it was going to happen at some point. It's really hard to go winless in a season. It's like it's super hard to go winless in a season. They were going to win at least once. And that's what happened this week. Jared Goff throws the game-winning touchdown, and Lions win. Mike Zimmer needs to get fired. Um, the Vikings, I, I really don't know 
what to say besides this is a, obviously any team should be able to beat the Lions. They are just I mean, so bad. There's so many things I could say about this game uh, that were frustrating. Let's start with the Vikings for a second. You know, this was not put on Kirk Cousins at all. He actually had a pretty good game. Um, and, you know, 340 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. No one's complaining about that. Madison did fine. Jefferson did really good, 182 yards and a touchdown. The so thing good. is, Adam Thielen, he went out with an injury. That, that was tough. But the main thing here with the Vikings, I mean, their defense, this was that final drive. I mean, not even kind of – they were down, I think, 20 to 9 in the first half. That's terrible. Giving up 20 points to the Lions in the first half after I'm pretty sure the Lions haven't scored more than 16 in like four weeks or something. So that's really bad at first. And then, you know, they bounced back and they played well for the second half. And then on that final drive, this is why, just like you said, they have to fire Mike Zimmer. Why is he putting – I get it. They don't want him to score. But they're literally giving up 10 yards of space on every single play. I mean, the Lions had over a minute left. They had plenty of time. And you're giving up 10 to 15 yards of space, these easy completions all the way down to the 10-yard line, and then eventually lose the game. I mean, play a little bit, play a little bit of press. Like, it was just horrible play calling, just the easiest throws Goff could have made. I guess they were overconfident that they would stop them in the red zone. Clearly that didn't happen. I mean, just an awful job by the Vikings on that final drive and just another horrible way to lose for this franchise. I mean, Max was absolutely shocked at this game. I mean, I I had my mouth wide open when Jared Goff hit St. Brown for the game winner and just – Man, I mean, the Lions even tried losing this game uh, when they went for fourth down in their own 30, and they did a horrible play action where the routes were developing. Like, who picks a play where the routes need to take, like, five seconds to develop on a fourth and two on your own 30 with, like, two minutes left? Like, the Lions were trying to lose this game. I mean, fire Mike Zimmer. I, Dan Campbell is just as, if not worse, a player oh, no. than Mike Zimmer. Easily. 100%, but I don't think he's going to get fired this year. I was going to say that. I think the Lions need to get a new head coach as well because I think this guy also sucks. But like I said, it seems like the locker room likes the guy, but he's not the answer. I, I think – I don't think he'll be gone this have year. Him as, think... Have him as an assistant. Don't make him the play caller. He's a good guy to have in the locker room. Just don't make him the play caller. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, he will not be the head coach after – next season if not during the season they'll get rid of him i i really i really don't know but you know you knew it was going to be a rebuild but you didn't think it was going to be this painful but but jared goff is your quarterback it's going to be pretty painful yeah and that play called the fourth down i mean they're, they're lucky they won because the vikings defense is even worse but that right there is the reason why the lions are 0 10 and 1 and that final drive for the vikings is the reason why they're 5 and 7 and most likely probably not going to make the playoffs at this point. I mean, the way they're blowing games left and right this year, this is just the mantra of who the Vikings are. And it's honestly, it's so disappointing. I feel like we've said this the last three out of four years uh, with Kirk Cousins there. Uh, it, look, I'm not, I'm not talking about Kirk Cousins in this game, but just in general with the Vikings team in the last four years, it's just been disappointment after disappointment. And uh, yeah, there's got to there's be some cleaning house after this year for sure. No, yeah, definitely. I'm gonna. I said it once before. I said it once again. I can easily see Madison being traded off for a defensive player because he's gonna want to get money. He's gonna want to get paid. He's been productive without Cook. Once again, he was very productive here, and he's gonna want to get paid. And I don't think the uh, the Vikings are gonna want to pay two running backs on their roster. 
So maybe ship him out, get some draft capital or something like that. Who knows? But that, that's just me. I think we can move on and move pretty quickly through this next game with the uh, Giants and Dolphins. Mike Lennon started and didn't go too well. The Dolphins, they, they controlled this game for the most part. They held the Giants to three field goals, and the Dolphins scored 10 points in the second quarter and the fourth quarter, and they get out of victory at 20 to nine. What, what is that, five straight wins for the Dolphins? Five straight, yep, from one and seven to six and seven. Which they went from being basically, oh, they could get a top. They, they, they're in the contention for the first overall pick at one point to now. They can somehow sneak into a wild card spot, which this is this is a crazy turnaround. Is usually every year there's always that one team that gets off a little slow. Maybe they are like four and six, th- three and five, something like that, and then they kind of bounce back and get back to five hundred and maybe try to fight for the playoffs. But it's the Dolphins this year, one and seven, and now they're six and seven. This is one of the craziest turnarounds midseason I think I've ever seen. This is exactly what Dolphins fans needed. This is exactly what Tua needed. This is exactly what Brian Flores needed in order not to get fired. I mean, all things are going right. I think the Dolphins are going to be the most confusing team to pinpoint next year on how they're going to do because it's just been a roller coaster. But honestly, good for them. They're beating the opponents that they should be now and using their defense as their main stake here. Uh, Jalen Waddle, another good game, nine receptions. And uh, Tua, just, just efficient. Nothing crazy, but... 30 41, two touchdowns, nothing to complain about once again. So, you know, keep doing what you're doing, Dolphins. But yeah, the Giants, they're not going to get anything accomplished with Mike Lennon. Uh, their season's over. Saquon Barkley, he just loves to have like th- a 30 yard run every game and then average like 1.7 yards per carry the rest of the game. That's just what Saquon Barkley is. He's honestly, he needs to go on another team because. I hate to say that he's slowly turning into a bust, but it's just not working out anymore. It, yeah, it's, it's uh, becoming that way. Running backs, they get one of these serious injuries, like he had like an ACL, and that could be the end of I mean, what could have been a great career, which, you know, some players, it takes them a full season to bounce back. Like It might be next year. You won't see the Saquon Barkley we knew and loved, but only time will tell. I really don't know what the Giants will do. Uh, if I'm the Giants, me personally, I'd move on from Saquon Barkley. That's just me. I don't know if they will, but seeing what's going on this year, he did get injured again. It was frustrating, a serious injury. He's not, he, he just doesn't seem to be the same player. But, you know, looking at the Dolphins, I'm just looking at their schedule moving on ahead. They put the Jets, Saints, Titans, and the Patriots. They could win two of those games. They could, yeah. Although that, that I, will only I think them at eight and nine. So maybe not playoffs, but definitely a good uh, second half of the season for them. Definitely, definitely. But, uh, yeah, enough about that game. I think we can – we spoke about that too much, but another game we can kind of gloss over the Bucks falcons Bucks easily hand another loss to Matt Ryan and the Falcons, 30-17. to 17. Um, Gronk, I think he had – I think his first two catches were both touchdowns. Gronk tortured me because I traded away Gronk earlier this year in my fantasy league, um, which, by the way, I'm in the playoffs. Uh, no complaining here. I, I actually did it. But, um, yeah, I traded him away uh, to this team, and then I played him last week, uh, this week and scored two touchdowns on his first two catches. It's like, shit, I lost that trade. That, that was rough to watch. But, yeah, he – he Chris – no. Chris, let's talk about Chris Godwin. 15 catches. 
the hell is that? I mean, Mike Evans, seven catches, 99 yards is a great game. But Chris Godwin, 15 catches. I don't understand how that works. I mean, holy crap, that was good. Tom Brady, just another casual four-touchdown game with the one five-yard pick six by a defensive tackle, which was pretty funny. But, yeah, other than that, Chris, I don't have anything else to say about this game. It's pretty predictable. Yeah, pretty predictable. I think the first half, it was like uh, – what, what was it? Who was it? Um, I'm blanking out here. Scott, Han- Scott Hansen was saying how Brady was on pace for some unreal pass attempts. He was on some crazy pace. I think it's like 65 pass attempts, something like that, Sam. Do, do you know what I'm talking about? Jeez. It, uh, it was, no, it was but some, that sounds unreal. It was some crazy pace. He threw 20 pass attempts in the first quarter, which was insane. And I think he had three touchdown passes in the first half. Um, yeah, it was a freaking field show for Brady versus a terrible Falcons team. And, you know, it's just frustrating because – Calvin Ridley, will he come back this year? I don't see him coming back this year. I think it's been a uh, a bit. It's really hurt the Falcons losing Calvin Ridley. You know, he wasn't having the season that people thought he would have. This and that, but especially Kyle Pitts, it's putting more attention on him. So it's really hurt him and his fantasy owners. But I'm not worried about Pitts. I know it's been kind of frustrating. He's had two big weeks this year, and that's been it. Besides that, he's been pretty quiet. But I think he'll be fine. He just needs to develop and. It's never easy in the NFL, and it's definitely not easy when you're on a team like the Falcons. Yeah, exactly. No, but, yeah, I agree. He's got time. He's got time. All right, Eagles-Jets. Chris, in comes Minshew Mania. 20 for 25, 80% throwing. They get the win, 33 to 18. Uh, This was, like, we've talked about, like, good color matchups over the last few weeks. This was probably one of the ugliest ones so far. I mean, just too much green, too much black. It's just gross colors. I don't know why people rank the Eagles uh, uniforms as, like, top five in the league. I think they're bottom five, honestly. I, I, I hate the Eagles uniforms. I think Where do people tell. rank the uh, the Jets uniforms? Because I think those are oh, some of the like, worst. They're, they're close to last, too. Yeah, because yeah. those are some of the worst uniforms ever. I remember uh, they did the uh, – they, they unveiled the new uniforms, and I'm like, these look like high school or college jerseys. That's how gross they yeah. were. I don't mind the helmets, but, yeah, the jerseys are just terrible. And uh, – you know, Chris, the Eagles, six and seven. I think they're in the playoffs. Are they? No, no, no. They're right out no the way. I, think yeah, I don't seven. think they're going to make the playoffs, but another team that's just right there that if one team decides to go south at the in the uh, later games of the season, this is December is the month when championship teams are, are, are made right here. You need to win later in the season when – the playoffs are starting to get on teams' minds. The standings, every week input just changes everything. So this is a huge uh, month for a lot of teams, especially these teams that are on the outside looking in. Yeah, and I'm not sure what the Eagles' schedule looks like, but to have a Jets game right here after a tough loss last week uh, against the Giants is definitely good that they came out here and got the win. They rallied behind Minshew. The Dallas Eagles Goddard looked great. Miles Eagles Sanders had 24 carries. That's that's crazy. The Eagles' remaining schedule is all divisional opponents. They play Washington twice, the Giants, the Cowboys. Washington twice, yeah. Yeah, they'll probably go eight and nine. Honestly, yeah, they'll probably split with Washington, maybe beat the Giants. Nah, yeah, I, I think they'll beat the Giants. Um, unless 
Yeah. Did they play the Cowboys week 17 or week 18? Yeah, week 18. Okay. So if the Cowboys got the, you know, secured their division spot, the Eagles could win that and, you know, go 9 and 8, maybe. That'd be crazy. The Eagles with a winning record. It's just something I didn't expect this year. That that would be pretty crazy, but it's possible. Crazier they things have happened. They'd go 4 0 and be 10 and 7. I mean, that would be nuts. They're, they are not going 4 0. <laughs> they could, though. They could. You never There's know. There's no way. But, um, yeah, the Jets, let's not talk about them. Except Zach Wilson, more touchdowns than interceptions. Congratulations this game. No, congrats. You did something that any NFL quarterback should be able to do. Yeah. All right. Uh, the battle of the two oldest franchises, Cardinals and Bears. Uh, Cardinals win 33-22 to in a, in a rainy one. Kyler Murray, I think he led the the league in fantasy points for QBs while only throwing 15 passes uh, in this game, which is pretty Well, he, he had two rushing touchdowns, which that's automatic yeah, 12 that's points big. plus the yardage. So. Chris, uh, James Conner, it must be a little, well, a little bittersweet to see him doing so well in the Cardinals. But, uh, man, I mean, on my fantasy team, he's, he's one of my favorite pickups I've ever had. I mean, this guy is just a touchdown machine. He had a great game. Yeah, I mean, it, it's good for him. Pittsburgh didn't really work out. He was injured a lot and really not as productive. And you know what? We got Najee Harris, and he's better than James Conner. But, uh, you know, good for James. He's also on my fantasy team as well, so no complaints here. He's been a beast ever since Chase Edmonds has been out with injury. But that's going to end this week. Chase Edmonds will return and we'll be eating into that James Conner workload. So hopefully we can get salvaged by some uh, touchdown uh, upside from James Conner because he has been getting most of the goal line work when Chase was there. So we'll see now, but he had another big day and he came, I think he was like an inch shy of another receiving touchdown. He, he dove for it and they marked oh, him down short. Dude, There's two so, times where he could have scored two times so yeah, on that he, drive. He, he had a big day, and he was very close to having an even bigger day. I know. It, it was tough. And for the Bears, Dalton, four interceptions. It was bad weather, but that doesn't excuse four interceptions. Just a terrible day from him. And, um, yeah, just ugly all around for the Bears. They're now four and eight. And uh, hopefully Justin Fields picks it up. All right, Chargers, Bengals. This was a messy one uh, in a lot of – ways uh 41 to 22 is the final score for the chargers winning chris i mean the Bengals down 24 nothing and then it's 24 to 22 and yeah, then they, they have a huge comeback i'm just like i'm like this is one of the craziest games i thought the Bengals went from blowing out the steelers to now being blown out by the chargers and the Bengals come storming back and then they just kind of got stopped in their tracks and the chargers ended up just going down and kind of just just beating them down the stretch again. And they, they win in a bigger margin than the game actually was, if that makes sense. Like, then they yeah. went 41-22. But Joe Burrow, going to be interested to see what happens with him. He had a dislocated pinky finger that whenever he threw, he looked to be in a lot of pain. Still managed to throw for 300 yards and touchdown. He did have two interceptions, but I think he, he did not practice Wednesday. I think the Bengals do expect him to play. But as Burrow did have a fumble as well. You know, I, I did forget about that, but it is going to be an interesting thing to see because it is on his throwing hand. Like I said about Taysom Hill, how is this going to affect him throwing? You know, when you're in the game, you have that adrenaline. It can get you through it, but now you have a full week. Uh, we'll see. You know, they'll probably shoot him up or something if it's bothering him that bad, but he didn't practice. Probably just some precautionary stuff, and who knows? Maybe we'll see. I don't know what the, what the injury report's looking like today. We'll, see, we'll find that out in a little bit, but 
Friday, I wouldn't be surprised if you see a limited participant. Yeah, that's definitely the most important part for uh, the Bengals here is just to keep them healthy. I mean, these two teams are pretty similar. Like, if it was if the scores flipped the other way, I wouldn't have been surprised either. Like, it's just kind of how it goes with these teams. And, uh, yeah, my dad said it best. The turnovers killed them in this game. Joe Burrow, he fumbled early on. Uh, that Joe Mixon fumble was huge where they took it back for a touchdown. Burrow threw a pick uh, in the red zone. So just uh, those mistakes really helped the Chargers here. And, um, yeah, that's, that's what happens. If you, if you do that to the Chargers, you know, with Justin Herbert and everyone, uh, they'll, they'll, they'll take advantage of it. And Keenan Allen, he has COVID, but he might be back this week. We'll see. Not only Keenan it's, Allen, Mike Williams as well. He was in the close, uh, close contact. So third oh, down, Jared Cook will be their number one target probably. But receiver, who would it be? What's his name? Pharaoh Brown? Brown? I, I think. And you're gonna have Eckler and Coco probably good majority of the looks, and then you're gonna have Farrell Brown. Jalen Guyton. That's who you're Jalen Guyton. For fantasy. All right. But who knows? You know, come Saturday, we could easily see not just Keenan Allen, but Mike Williams could also potentially get cleared, and you don't even have to worry about it. So we'll see. Yeah, it's, it should be interesting. All right. Rams, Jaguars, Rams win 37-7. Pretty similar to like the Colts game where the Rams needed this bounce back win. And, uh, yeah, Daryl Henderson uh, didn't really play this game. It was all Sony Michelle, but he'll be back this week, I'm sure, I think. And, um, yeah, besides that, that's really it. Yeah, Henderson was the emergency back. He was, it wasn't looking like he was going to play. And then they kept him active, but did he even – I don't even think he played a single snap. No, I don't think so. But, yeah, no, he, Rams was, fans, he was just the emergency back. Yeah, Rams fans are just happy that they actually did what they needed to do against a clear inferior opponent. All right. Chris Washington, uh, second week in a row, they win seventeen to fifteen uh, against the Raiders this time. And now they're back the five hundred. They're back the five hundred now, which I don't think neither of us saw this. I mean, I I saw them being better than this at the beginning of the year, but then Patrick goes down. You have Heineke, you have Chase Young not playing up to expectations. You have Montez Sweat who had that jaw injury. Now he has COVID, so he's going to be out for at least a minimum two games. And all this adversity and looking like they were down and out and looking on to next year and trying to get that uh, as best of draft pick as they could. And they're right in this too. You have teams that have made turnarounds. You have the Eagles and Washington in the NFC and the Eagles and Washington play each other twice. That, those are going to be big games. Then the AFC, you have the Dolphins who are right there as well. So you have a bunch of teams that are knocking on the door, trying to get, get into the playoffs. These last few weeks are going to be absolute madness. And I, I'm all here for it. Yeah, it's crazy that you look at the playoff picture right now and it's it's a rematch of last year's Bucks washington game as of right now, which is definitely something I didn't see coming four weeks ago, so that's crazy. Uh, yeah, one thing I want to say about Washington is, honestly, I've been looking at this season. Terry McLaurin, I know we praise him a lot. He's had some good games this year and some good catches, but honestly, he's been kind of, at least fantasy-wise, he's been, he's been a bust this year, I have to say. I have to say Terry McLaurin's had a lot of shitty games. Uh, definitely want to see him improve next year. I want to see him with a good quarterback. That's what I really want to see him with. Yeah, it's definitely – it's it's been weird. Who has he played with so far? The best quarterback he's played with has been Alex Smith. <laughs> I don't know. I think Taylor Heineke, when he gets when he gets uh, confident, I think he's better than Alex Smith. Heineke will have like one or two of those uh, 
type of games, but I think he already had one or two of them. But I mean, listen, McLaurin, he can produce with anyone there. So I just wish he would have a more consistent and better offense around him. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I think they'll figure it out with him. They, they definitely got to keep him around. Okay. Uh, and yeah, the Raiders, just, uh, just a disappointing loss, but screw the Raiders. I don't care. All right. And speaking of a team that you're happy you guys screwed over, it's Steelers Ravens. 20 to 19, Chris. Uh, take me through how you were feeling on that uh, final drive, specifically that two point conversion. Well, first game. off, heading into this game, it was a game that the Steelers needed to win. They needed to save their season. Falling to 5 6 and 1 would have basically put them out in the coffin that they will not make the playoffs. And do I think they're going to make the playoffs? I'm not as optimistic as others might be, but it's still a very good shot. But, um, yeah, heading into this game, you have the Pittsburgh Steelers who kept their season alive, winning 20 to 19. Sam, I I don't even know where to start. This game was just your typical Raven Steelers AFC North matchup. Ugly offenses were both were, were both bad. But I'll, I'll just go with it down to when the Ravens went down and scored that touchdown. When they went down and scored, how many how much time was left? 20 seconds? Yeah, and it was Sammy Watkins too. And it was Sammy it was, Watkins. It was funny and, for me to watch. I was like, "Oh, he actually touched the end zone." And and I'm just I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm like, "All right, they're gonna go for one. It's gonna be overtime." And, and just how I think, I'm like, "Ravens are gonna get the ball and they'll probably march down and they'll score on some busted coverage and that's the game." But no, they go for two, and I'm thinking to myself, "I I, I already I already said we, we lost. There was no way. I I had no confidence. I'm like, I just don't see how they they get a stop and." That's exactly what happened. The Steelers got a stop, but it wasn't the way you would think. T.J. Watt in Lamar's face. Mark Andrews is left wide open. He catches that ball. He runs into the end zone. It's two points, ball game. But no, Lamar doesn't make the his best pass. He misses Andrews. Andrews can't try and make a play with the way the ball is thrown, and they don't complete it. And the Steelers just edge out the Ravens 20-19. Great feeling because anytime the Ravens lose is like a Pittsburgh win. And Ravens are no longer the number one seed in the AFC. So there's that. Yeah, just a classic uh, Ravens-Steelers game. And, you know, that Mark Andrews – well, it wasn't – I wouldn't call it a drop. It was just a shitty throw because of the – Shitty throw, yeah. But um, that, that was – that right there it saved your season. I mean, your season was over. If you caught that, got the two-point conversion, the Ravens – get an even bigger lead, get the one seed, and Steelers just no, – yeah, that would be terrible. But you guys did it. And honestly, pretty impressive that you only have three points going into the fourth quarter and then those two touchdowns, that nice uh, classic Big Ben uh, pump fake touchdown, uh, both touchdowns to Johnson and then – Deontay easily could have had three. He, he, he dropped one earlier in the game. Which yeah. He could easily have three touchdowns. So, yeah, just props for being aggressive in the fourth quarter and exposing that Ravens secondary at the end and just, yeah, going forward for the two-point conversion, playing good D up until the last drive. So, honestly, impressive by the Steelers. We knew it was probably going to be close. I, I said I wouldn't be surprised if this goes either way. But, um, yeah, this was huge. And the Ravens, once again, their shit offense is just being exposed week after week. And they almost got away with another win again. They almost did it. It's like every single week, but finally a little luck didn't go their way. TJ walk on Lamar's face and it ended 20 to 19. So I'm very you know, happy that the Ravens I lost. Know, 
earlier in the season, I wasn't sold on TJ Watt being depoy, but after this game, I, I think it should be unanimous that TJ Watt wins it. He's missed two games. He leads the league in sacks. He has 16 sacks right now, and he's missed two games. If he played every game this year, I don't think I'm crazy for saying he could easily have 20 at this point in the season. Yeah. You know, there's going to be Cowboys fans chirping about Parsons, but that's what rookie of the year, defense rookie of the year is for. Yeah. I I mean, listen, TJ Watt, he's just not a playmaker. He's a game changer. And he's part of that reason that Lamar missed that pass. TJ was all in his face. I think Lamar got sacked seven times, three and a half of the times it was because of TJ Watt, but uh, yeah, well, one more thing about this. Whenever I think every time Lamar's played the Steelers, I think this is his worst team to play against because I think he has a total of four touchdowns and six interceptions. And I think he's been sacked, I want to say, like 12, 13, 12 or 13 times, something like that. So the Steelers have Lamar figured out. Yeah, I mean, that's what happens when you got a great coach and a great defense in your own division. Uh, it doesn't take much time to figure you out. All right. Seahawks Niners, another big division matchup, uh, but not for the reason you think. Uh, Seahawks played a little bit of spoiler here, beat the 49ers 30 to 23. It was a shootout for most of this game up until the fourth quarter, uh, where no team scored any points, and the Seahawks defense <laughs> just showed out. And um, they got a safety at one point, I think they got a fumble as well. And um, I think they also fumbled too, and threw a pick in the uh, in the end zone, which is pretty rough for the Seahawks. But honestly, it was it was another classic. It was a good game, and it came down. It, it was very similar to the Ravens game. It came down to the final play, fourth down, and the the ball was just tipped, uh, and the Seahawks won the game. It was, it was pretty. It was a stunner for the Niners, and now they sit there at six and six. They're, they're still the sixth seed, but man, I mean, this is one that the Niners didn't want to lose, and. Uh, Definitely fun. If this, you know, the Seahawks, their whole season has been terrible. If they want to look back at one bright spot, just look at this game. It was definitely a fun one for Seattle. Yeah, no, definitely. I agree with you. You know, I picked the Seahawks to win this game, and it was really because I just, the Seahawks have been in this huge skid. Russell Wilson has not played his best football the two games he's returned. And I just felt it was like, I don't want to say a get right spot, but kind of just salvage a loss what already is a lost season with a kind of moral victory which is against the division rival in the 49ers that was kind of where my process was but uh yeah you know Seahawks came out and they played spoiler 49ers a game that I think mostly everyone felt that they should have won they failed to do that but Kittle man George Kittle was the talk of, of, of the game here nine catches for 181 yards two touchdowns you had him on your fantasy roster. More likely than not, he's the reason that you won your week. Absolutely. I mean, almost 40 points from a tight end. And Chris, I mean, the fact that he had those numbers and the Seahawks still won, I mean, that just shows that, I mean, the Niners were missing Debo Samuel in this game. I mean, they could have they could have really used Samuel on that final drive. But, um, yeah, I mean, all props to Kittle. He just went off. But. You know, wasn't enough. Wasn't enough to go into Seattle and win, which the 49ers have always struggled against them, no matter, no matter how the Seahawks are doing this year. It's just something to see the 49ers can't get done. Yeah, I mean, I think another big thing about this game was the Travis Homer, what was it, the, uh, the fake punt touchdown? Yeah. That was a huge spark to ignite the Seattle team and say, come on, guys, let's go out there and let's play spoiler, division rival. And that's exactly what they did. They went out there and they, and they won. 
just, uh, you know, some fun division stuff. That, that's what happens when it's a divisional game. Speaking of a divisional game, it's my Kansas City Chiefs. Five wins in a row, 22 to nine. Second game in a row, only giving up nine points. I believe are the second rated defense since week eight behind the Patriots uh, scoring defense. So very happy about that. Reminiscent of the 2019 season, yes, Mahomes still doesn't look as good as he did in 2019. But defensively, uh, I mean, this is exactly what I was expecting to see the entire year from the Chiefs is this defense. And it's coming out right now. Yes, you could say we played Bridgewater. We played Jordan Love. Yes, we played a beat-up Cowboys team. Yes, we played a shell-shocked Raiders team. All right. Yes, now I'm starting to convince myself that maybe our defense isn't as good as the stats are. But you know what? You're in the NFL. The Bills lost to the freaking Jaguars 9-6. to Like, the Titans lost to the Texans. A win's a win. 22 to nine is 22 to nine in a divisional primetime game. I'll take it. We're eight and four now. We could win the divisions for the sixth straight year. I mean, if you told me after that Titans game in week seven that we'd be eight and four with a great defense and a struggling offense, I would be absolutely shocked. I mean, one of the weirdest, easily one of the weirdest seasons I've ever watched as a Chiefs fan. I've never seen a turnaround like this. The only other time I've seen us turn around like this is in 2015 when we went one and five and then we went 11 and five and then won our first playoff game in 25 years after that, which was kind of crazy. But I mean, man, this game, I mean, the game in general is very boring. We've done this every game since the Giants game where we go out on the opening drive, score a touchdown, and then we'd be lucky if we get one more offensive touchdown the rest of the game besides the Raiders game. So that's been an issue, but you know, drop passes were the second most drop pass team in the league. And that's just a huge issue. That's just been our identity this season. There's no more slump. It's just, that's who the chiefs are. And Mahomes, he threw another pick that was right off of Tyreek Hill's hands. It's the same. It's the same story. I mean, I don't, I don't know how many more times I'm just expecting it at this point. So, you know, luckily our defense has been carrying us, which I can't believe I'm saying that, but you know, as long as we can get back into form, it doesn't even have to be like the Raiders game. As long as we're at least like one level better than we are right now on offense and then we keep our defense rolling. I mean, we're going to be so dangerous in the playoffs, you know, uh, who knows. But, you know, the Broncos, they had that 20 uh, play drive in the second quarter. They didn't get any points out of it. That was pretty funny. Javante Williams ran all over us. But, you know, it only checks out with nine points and a garbage touchdown on fourth down in the fourth quarter. So, honestly, I'm pretty happy with this game. Yeah, I mean, Chiefs win, but their defense has looked better. But it's like you said, listen, these last few games on this win streak, whoever they played, the Giants, Jordan Love, a shell shock Raiders team when midst of their collapse, a beat-up Cowboys team, and then Teddy Bridgewater. So, it's not like they've held, I'll say, a good opponent to a limited amount of points. It's not like they held – a full-strength Packers team with seven points or any of these teams. I mean, you look at the full, these full-strength teams, like the Ravens earlier in the year, they gave up 36. Chargers early in the year, 30. Buffalo, when they were hot, 38. So you look at these teams now, and the competition level has been completely different. Injuries, bad quarterbacking. But I'm not, not trying to take anything away. Just something that I don't want people to go out here and think, oh, this Chiefs defense is really – this legit now I'm not sold on it until they go out there and they beat a worthy opponent and hold them to a certain amount of points Sam I feel like you can agree with me on that 
Because yeah. at the same at the same time, as much as you as you as a fan want to say, oh, the defense is making a turnaround, which you can say they have, and which they actually, I'll, I'll admit that they have. Uh, they haven't done it against a team that I feel is a real threat. Like none of the teams that they beat are, are real threats. I mean, the Cowboys, they weren't at full strength. They were the best team. The Packers, they weren't at full strength at their quarterback either. So, but you know, those are the games you got to take advantage of. And if we exactly. had a, a real, exactly. if we had a real shitty defense, we would have given up more than seven points against Jordan Love. That's just how it was. I mean, we gave up 30 points to the Eagles in week four. I mean, you think we do that now? Hell no. So, I mean, it's just – I'm excited to see. I think, you know, the defense has their swagger. Uh, it's going to be a big test in two weeks uh, against – actually, in one week, technically, from today since it's Thursday, uh, against the Chargers on Thursday night in L.A. So, that's going to that's gonna be our first real test – uh, then we play the Bengals in a few weeks. So those two games, I think, if we can hold both of our opponents to under, you know, under 27, 24 points, those two offenses, then I think, you know, it's it's the real deal. And, uh, yeah, I think we can move on, honestly, to one of the as, – as just a football fan, definitely one of the more intriguing games I've ever watched, uh, Bill's Patriots, just, just the weather conditions – and Chris, you want to talk to me about the Patriots' uh, game plan here? With I, I, I don't know how many runs they had, but I mean, Mac Jones, three pass attempts. Three. Yeah, yeah Mac Jones, three pass attempts. First off, this game was like rain, snow, wind got, The wind was like 20 to 25 miles per hour with gusts upwards of 50 miles per hour. So you knew that you weren't going to do too much through the air. You weren't even going to try throwing that much. So you had the game plan to stop the run. And that's what the Bills didn't do. Matt Jones only threw three times. I think he threw once in the the first three quarters and twice in the fourth. And you have Damian Harris who went out here and he rushed over 100 yards. Ramondre Stevenson had 78. And Brandon Bolden had 28 rushing yards. They only had two receivers that had catches this game on Matt Jones' three attempts. I think Nelson Aguilar also had a target, if I can remember correctly. But – Receiver was basically dead, and the Bills, they just didn't feel like stopping the run, which is what you knew was going to happen. That's what, that's what the Patriots came out and did. I mean, Josh Allen still slung the ball for 30 times, which I don't think was necessary in these type of conditions. Uh, you look at these stats, and I'm really not going to blame it on anyone because of how crazy these conditions were. This game, I don't think that a Patriot fan can come out here and say, yeah, we beat the Bills, we still run this division. Yeah, the Patriots are really good, but you play this game and – not as severe conditions or better conditions. And Mac Jones are going to be forced to throw. Josh Allen's going to throw more than the 30 times he did. These defenses aren't just going to be strictly focused on the run. Uh, I would love to have seen that game with normal conditions. I mean, we're going to see them play each other again on December 26th. So that's going to be a huge test. It's going to be in Foxborough. So there, hopefully it's not as the weather's not stupid like it was this past week. I mean, just such a crazy game. Like, I, I actually pulled up both the Patriots and the Bills Reddit just to see, like, what the hell they were even thinking. As fan. Like, I could imagine watching the Chiefs in that in such an important game. But, like, as a fan, it was just a, such an intriguing, like, hilarious game to watch. But you could see, as Bills and Patriots fans, it was frustrating as hell. I mean, you had the Bills Reddit just blasting to the feed, you know, 
throw it, Mac Jones. Give it to Mac Jones. Let him throw it. What are we doing? We're stalling out all these drives because we're not we're not attempting a single pass. And then the Bill side is like, give it to Mac Jones. Let him throw it. They're 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 hurting us in the run game. They're making us tired. Let Mac Jones. So they're both saying, let Mac Jones throw it, which I thought was funny. And then man, I was all over that Bills Reddit uh, during that final drive where Dawson Knox. I mean, he just ended the game. I mean, that could have been a pass interference, honestly, uh, when he threw it into the end zone and Knox didn't get it. And then Josh Allen, I don't know where the hell you were looking on that final pass uh, where it was batted away. I mean, that was just terrible. Uh, So definitely interesting end to the game. It was crazy because the first, like, first 15, 20 minutes of the game, I was like, shit, is this going to be a shootout for some reason? Like, how is this? gonna happen and then no it, it wasn't and uh man just just that's that's football right there i mean it's just very fun to watch but man the patriots i mean that's it chris playoffs run through foxborough as of today and the bills are seven and five a lot of people are talking about the Chiefs slump this year i think the bills got a bigger uh problem on their hands yeah you know the bills there's still time to turn it around the season is far from over a lot can happen but let's just talk about the Patriots really quick I mean we knew that they were missing guys last year from they didn't want to play because of COVID so they were missing I think like the most players already I think on the defensive end but I think eight or 11 of their players opted out because of COVID then you have Cam Newton who he stinks so between having a bad quarterback and a ton of guys opting out of the season you knew it wasn't going to be a success and now they all come back you draft the quarterback you want Belichick has his full squad. This Patriots team is – they're doing much better than I thought. I thought that they were going to improve, but I, I didn't think they were going to improve this much. And now they're in the conversation not to just make the playoffs, not to just win the AFC, but now to legitimately win the Super Bowl. It sucks, man. These are the times I wish the Chiefs were not in the AFC. I really do. All right. Uh that's it. Uh, let's do week 14 predictions, starting with the Steelers-Vikings game, which is in a few hours. Steelers-Vikings game uh, on, t- on tonight. Uh, both teams coming off of huge games for different reasons. Obviously, the Steelers have the game of their season to save their season, and the Vikings come off of a game that is embarrassing. So both teams' wins tonight would be huge. Uh, you know, I'm going to go with the, the Steelers over the Vikings. The Vikings, both teams banged up, but the Vikings are missing a huge piece in Adam Thielen. So I'm going to go with the Steelers coming off with a ton of momentum. I, I think I think they're going to win. I don't think it's going to be a pretty game. I think it's going to be 24-22. Yeah, I think this is going to be really close. Uh, I'll give it to the Vikings, although there's a bunch of things that are making me very hesitant, such as Kirk Cousins sucks on primetime, especially Thursday night. Uh, Adam Thielen's out, like you said. Uh, who knows who the hell is going to cover Deontay Johnson? I don't know. That's a Who's going to cover Justin Jefferson on the Vikings? I mean, Joe Hayden's still out. And uh, Justin Jefferson, in my opinion, as it stands today, he's easily, I feel he's a top five wide receiver in football. Yeah. Honestly, I just feel like this is the Vikings' absolute last resort. If they lose tonight, it's 100% over. And it's at home. I don't know. I think it's gonna. It could go either way. Once again, I'll just pick the Vikings so we have it split. I'll go twenty-three to twenty on a Greg Joseph game-winning field goal. 
All right, Saints-Jets. I do think the Jets have the opportunity to win this game because it's such a game that the Saints will blow uh, because that's just the type of team they are right now. But I'll give the Saints the benefit of the doubt. I think Taysom Hill will do fine. Uh, I do think it's going to be somewhat close. I'll go 24 to 15, Saints. All right. All right. I'm going to go with the Saints as well. Uh, I think the Jets will score a few points, but I don't think this game is really going to be close at all. I think the Saints are going to win 27 to 13. I think with Kamara, I think hopefully he comes back and Taysom Hill. I think that will take some of the pressure off of him. And I think the Saints, I think the Saints steamroll. Okay. And then we got division matchup Falcons Panthers. This is in loser, loser leaves town as in whoever loses this game is also 100% out of the playoffs, which anyways, I, I feel like both these teams are pretty much out anyways, but Mathematically, I, I think they're pretty much out. Um, I'm going with Carolina. Go, yeah, I can't see the I can't I can't see the Falcons being six and seven. I just can't. So yeah, I'll go Carolina as well. Yeah, Cam I'll say this, this is an ugly game. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go seventeen to fourteen Panthers. All right, all right. I'm going to say Panthers are going to win. I don't see Cam Newman being as bad as he was his last outing. I'm going to go 21 to 14 Panthers. Pretty, I'm going to say it's going to be a basic game. Just straight up three touchdowns going to be scored for the Panthers and two for the Falcons. All right, and then Seahawks, Texans. I think the Seahawks demolish the Texans. Uh, I think, you know, the 49ers give them some confidence. I think the perfect way to get some more confidence for this team uh, is to play the Texans. So, honestly, I'm going 38 to seven Seahawks. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna say Seattle's gonna win. I'm gonna say 26 to six. I don't see it being competitive. <laughs> uh, it's either gonna. I think it's gonna be the Texans are gonna score two touchdowns. I mean, uh, two field goals. Yikes! All right, the Raiders versus the Chiefs. This could go either way. We usually – it's – I don't know. This one – I hope the Chiefs just keep rolling on. I really hope this isn't one of those Derek Carr looks great. We just give up big plays. I'm just thinking of that Chiefs-Raiders game from last year. I don't know. But I'll pick the Chiefs, obviously. I think the Chiefs, honestly, they're just not going to – they're not – their offense isn't going to be good until come playoff time. That's just what I think. So, I'll, I'll say 26 to 17. Chiefs. Oh wow, we have similar scores. I was going to say it's going to be a twenty three seventeen for the Chiefs. Yeah, I, I just think it's going to be. I think a lot of these games are going to be ugly, honestly, uh, including Browns Ravens. I'll I'll pick the Browns. I'll pick the Browns. I'll do it. Why not? Uh, I think the Browns have a lot more to play for at this point. I think the Ravens are just mess. They're just messy right now. Uh, I think the Browns need this one. I think, you know, with Kareem Hunt back healthy this time, Nick Chubb's still there. I'll pick the Browns. It's going to be another close one. It's going to be another ugly one. I'll go 23-21. to 21. Yeah, I'm going to go with Cleveland as well. These teams, I feel like people aren't going to really remember it, but they didn't play too long ago. What was it, two weeks ago? The Browns coming yeah. up in bye week. Ravens, who did they lose in their secondary? Was it Marlon Humphrey? Am I, yeah. For, for the season. So the, the Ravens already – extremely banged up secondary it's even thinner now they already have the worst pass defense in the entire nfl it gets somehow even worse 
Uh, I think the Ravens, I, I don't think that they're going to get a win here. I think the Browns are going to split, split the series with them. And I think the Browns will win. I'm going to say it's going to be, I'm going to say 28-24. All right. Washington, Dallas. I have a feeling a lot of people are going to pick Washington because they just think that's the fun thing to do. Come on, guys. The Cowboys are going to win this game. It's good. It'll, it'll, Washington will scare them for a little bit. But I have no thought in my head that Taylor Heineke is going to catch up with Dak Prescott when it comes to go time. Sure, I'll give it a close game in the first half. But the second half, I think Dallas pulls away. I think it's 35 to 23 Cowboys. Yeah, I'm going to go Dallas as well. I think it's going to be 31-20. I do think it's going to be a closer game than people will, will think it's going to be in the first half, like you said. But I think Dallas will just escape in the second half. Not, not escape, but I think they will pretty have their easily have their way in the second half and get back uh, with the win. Okay, and then Jacks Titans. Titans will win this 30-14, to 14, and this game will barely be shown on red zone. Is Julio Jones coming back this week? Yes. Uh, so they, he might. Yeah, he might. He might. I, yeah, he, he might. Likely, uh, likely to return. All right, so at least they're going to have one of their receivers back, so they're going to get something back. But, um, yeah, I think Titans will win. I think they're going to win. I'm going to say it's going to be I'm going to say 30 to 14 Titans. That's exactly what I said. All Is right. that actually what um, you said? Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> And then Giants, Chargers. Oh God, the Giants this are gonna is, suck in this game. They're gonna absolutely I mean, suck. Even if it's, uh, I'm going into this thinking Mike Williams. Here, I'll, I'll let you finish. But I'm going uh, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. I'm going in the mindset that they're not gonna play right now because that's the information we have. So I'm making my prediction based off of that. I'm saying they'll win. I think it's still gonna. I think it's gonna be. Oof, they can put up points. I'm gonna say, I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say twenty-eight to ten. I was gonna say twenty-seven to eleven. So another close one there uh, for both of us. Uh, Lions Broncos. Who gives an absolute shit about this game? I don't. Uh, I, the Broncos are game of the week. Bron- Actually, you know what? No, I'm gonna no. <laughs> Should I? I no, I the Lions. The Lions can't go into Denver in cold weather and pull it off. They can't. They can't. They can't. The, the Lions. I really win they have a tie. They're fine. They're content for the year. You know, I do think this is another game the Lions are going to blow. Though I think they're going to have a chance, and they're going to blow it twenty to sixteen. The Broncos win this. All right, uh, I'm going to go with Broncos as well. Um, I really, I'm going to say. Oof. 26-13. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, Bengals, Niners, Bengals fans, I hate to say it, but you're going to lose this game. Um, I don't even think it's going to be close, which is the sad part. I don't know why. I The Bengals always have a tough time with the Niners, and it doesn't stop here. Uh, 27-17, Niners. Yeah, I'm a little scared with the Bengals. Uh, just kind of a little couple question marks around Joe Burrow. Um, I think the Niners do get back after a frustrating loss last week. Um, I think that the 49ers will win. Oof, what do I think? I'm going to say 29 22. And then 
a game that really should be on Sunday night instead of Bears Packers, which is Bucks Bills. Uh, once again, Bills fans, I hate to say it, but I think the Bucks are going to win. Uh, I think the Bills will look better, but I just don't think they can compete with a team like the Bucks right now. I, I just don't think they're there. I'll say the Bucks win this. I'll give them thirty-four to twenty-four. Bucks. You know, the Bucks have been in a skid. Uh, I think it's time they snap out of this after a sloppy game last week that was more so controlled by the weather. I do think that the Bills. I, I was doing this earlier on the on the year. I said the Bills would beat the Bucks and they will assert themselves as true contenders in the AFC. But after the skid, I think this win more now. I am predicting the Bills to have it's more so going to come down to kind of keeping their uh, their their season alive. I know that they have the winning record right now, but another loss here and they fall to seven six, one game over five hundred. That's a, that's going to be a huge killer to their to their morale. So I'm going to go with the Bills are going to win this game to keep their pride, and I'm going to say they're going to win. It's going to be a high scoring game. There's going to be very little defense played from both sides. I'm going to go with the Bills are going to win. I'm going to say thirty eight to thirty six. Wow. Okay. That could be the game of the year with that score. Bears, Packers. Uh, yikes. I mean, the Bears, this is, this happens every year. They get demolished by the Packers on a primetime game. I don't see it being much different here. I got the Packers 28 to 10. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go Packers are going to win. I'm going to say 27 to, to 12. It's going to be a pretty ugly game. All right. And then finally, should be a good one, Cardinals-Rams. But, you know, honestly, the, the Rams just haven't been that good on primetime this year. They just It's just the truth of it all. I think Kyler Murray is back, you know, healthy now. He had a great game against the Bears last week. I think the Cardinals win. Um, I'll say I'll say 30-23 to 23, uh, in a decent game, but I think the Cardinals pulled off. Oh, yeah, you know what? I'm going to say that the uh, the Rams are going to split with the, uh, the the Cardinals on the regular season uh, games this year. I think it's going to be a fun game, a nice Monday night game. Both teams coming off wins. So I'm going to say the Rams are going to come out win. I'm going to say 33 to 28. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot of good there's a lot of good ones on the slate this week. But Chris, yeah, this this seems like one of those things that a lot of games can go either way and I haven't looked at what Vegas is saying for any of this. I'll probably look at that come like Friday or Saturday. But uh, yeah, as it seems now, I just feel off the top of my head, a lot of teams can easily win this. And the same exact scenario, a lot, they can easily lose that game. Look at the 49ers Bengals game, that can go both ways. Both ways. Bills Bucks can easily go both ways. The Rams Cardinals easily go both ways. Uh, Falcons, Pan- Falcons Panthers, another game I feel can go both ways. I agree. I definitely agree. But um, Chris, before we close out, we got to look ahead to week 15, uh, pick a random game here. I, I don't really see much. Panthers, Bills, maybe, maybe Texans, Jags, even though it is a divisional game. I mean, no one's going to be watching that, but not, not really too many random games next week. Hmm. I, I couldn't tell you. Niners, Falcons, maybe? Eh. I'm saying Raiders Browns. That game's gonna be close though. That, that's 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 loser leaves town right there. Especially if both teams win weird. or lose this week, so you never know. All right. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I think I don't know. I'm just looking ahead. Like, is, is, is a Saturday game? Raiders Browns. Yeah. 
We'll get to it. We'll get to it. But, you know, <laughs> that's looking too far ahead. Most random game of the week. It's not the most important part of the show. What we got coming up that's more important is week 14. Can't wait to watch this weekend. Can't wait for the Steelers game tonight. Also, it should be fun. But, um, yeah, thank you guys for listening. We'll be back next week for the recap. All right, guys. Take it easy. See ya.